All right, everybody, stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop, because we've risen, we've risen indeed, because it's Easter Sunday on the good day of our Lord, DMX's possible last day on this earth. Don't say so, that. So there's a good chance next week we'll have an Immorium special for the Darkman X, and uh, we'll party up in here. Is that what DMX stands for? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. The Darkman X. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, so fine. much love to our to our brother from uh, the rough streets of Philadelphia. May he rough ride on this earth a little bit longer and not so much in heaven just yet. Now, can I ask what he OD'd on? I think uh, everything. They haven't said yet. But, well, that's yeah. that's uh, that's fair. God, I'm I mean, hoping, the, I'm hoping the last this. big like celebrity overdose without death I can think of was like Lamar Odom when he. <laughs> OD'd on all the gas station boner pills and, and liquor. Oh, is he taking the rhinos? <laughs> He's like the rhino and like like ancient <laughs> ancient Chinese dick hard secret nine thousand all that stuff. That's wonderful. I did not well, know he, anything about. Oh that. yeah, you have to look that up. But yeah, he uh, he went like a complete cardiac arrest out at the uh, what's is it just the Bunny Ranch, the one on HBO Cat House is that? Uh, yeah, the one in Vegas. Or in, yeah. um, in um, Reno? It's I think it's right in between the two, honestly. Perump. It's Perump. That's Tr- what it is. Me. Yeah, yeah. No, you guys are way more up to date on that than I am. Oh, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah, so uh, pr- now we talked about celebrity boner pill overdoses. Let's do a disclaimer. All right. So the views and opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the host and do not reflect the official policy or position of the host employers. Any content provided by our hosts is their opinion and is not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, entity, individual, or anyone or anything. I had a few day beers. That was not the best one ever. Well, I had two beers, took a nap, so I'm feeling pretty like a future dad right now. I was pretty hungover today. (laughs) Did like... um, a very short bike ride, and on my way home, I saw my my buddies were at the bar, so I swung by and hung out for a little bit, grabbed some stuff for home. Um, what, what are you guys drinking anyway? Uh, I just finished my high life. I'm back onto the Red Oak Lager. Mm. I have a mistake. Where's Red Oak from? Uh, Red Oak is west somewhere. Um, <clears throat> out, it's like outside of Durham somewhere, I think. Okay, and it's true to form lager, or uh, it's like, a, like a, no, what American well, it's an it's it's an American brewery calling it a lager, right? Um, it's closer to. Oh, I lived in Europe. I'm so cultured. No, no, no. But like, when you think I'm of when you think of like, a, a, so a true as much as y'all are gonna hate me for this, like a true lager should taste like a Budweiser or a Lone Star. Um, a Pabst is a true lager. Like it should be, it should be a little sweet. It should be kind of thick. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that statement. I, I like a Budweiser. Yeah, like a not a Bud Light, a full bodied Budweiser. No, a Budweiser. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's why I always get hung up every time I go somewhere, and I'm like, hey, I'll try the lager, and it's not a lager. Like, oh, this is cute. This is, it's in Burlington. I don't, or it's it's actually between Burlington and Greensboro, so it's a hike from here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, around here we've got uh, Colshan, um, and and Colshan a few years ago they decided they wanted to make a lager, but they wanted it to they wanted it to drink 
like a Budweiser or like a High Life. And it fucking slaps, dude. Yeah. It's so good. Um, just clean. It's good beer. I mean, there's some good ones around around our neck of the woods. Um, mm. Man, I, I know Wrench doesn't have any. Cody, where did we go that... I know I found a couple lagers that I really, really liked. I feel like you didn't mind uh, Southern Heights... Their their version of a logger. Uh, like, no, the they weren't. My dad's flannel. They weren't wearing a logger uh, when we went over there. I was or maybe you're right. Yeah. No, huh. they were doing. Um, they had like a good Oktoberfest, which wasn't terrible. Um, Ooh, Marzen. Yeah, Marzen's yeah. coming in right now. Yeah, they had a good dark beer, which mm-hmm. wasn't terrible. Um, I've got my, I've got my window open, and I've got this mosquito the size of a small. Um, I don't know albatross that just landed on my. Are wall. you gonna have Ryan come over? No, dude, I saw him today. <laughs> oh, is this the neighbor that showed up after our fucking was he drunk, drunk, drunk was he podcast? Again? So I had a feel, yeah. So I had a feeling, right? It's like I got back from Michelle's place today around uh, like noon or something like that, and it was so nice today. It was it was uh, like seventy one, seventy two in Fayetteville, Whoa. and so oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be seventy eight tomorrow. It's gonna be great, and so I'm walking out of the, it's I'm walking out of my. Um, parking garage. Walking. Yeah, Christopher Walken. I'm Christopher walking out of my parking garage. And, um... You fucking Billy the Butcher now? And I can hear... Like, I can hear some screaming. And I immediately go, Oh, God, that's Ryan. Because the way he treats his dogs, like, there is no, like... Hey, come here. Hey, come here. It's immediately just screaming, right? So I make it downstairs and... Somebody, the person in the apartment has this gorgeous husky that's on a leash, and the property manager's out there with her dogs on a leash, and Ryan's out there with um, his two dogs off leash. And his two dogs, one of the dogs takes off to go say hi to this husky, and you could hear him yelling on the other side of Fayetteville, and it's just immediately screaming and all that. And meanwhile, he's trying to say hi to me, and I'm like, nope, I don't want to, like, <laughs> I don't want to be a part of this. Because you're just you're you're that screaming dog owner who thinks this is how dogs pay attention, and you're a cool you're a cool dude. I just don't appreciate the way you treat your dogs. That's great. Yeah, Neat. so I, I'm uh, I'm drinking some Buffalo Trace. Uh, I had some barbecue earlier, and I made some beans, and the beans turned out really good. A little heavy on the on the. Uh, broth so i'm gonna cut the broth a little bit next time but everything else the flavor is there but uh, yeah a little buffalo trace because i'm full so i'm just gonna do a little bit of liquor uh what is so i'm making beans tomorrow and because it's gonna be like we're starting getting to that transition season so i'm gonna do a uh, gumbo tomorrow uh, yeah. also i'm gonna do i can't find crawfish out here so i'm gonna do a chicken and sausage gumbo Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, I've only and I'm doing enough beans for me, right? So I've only got a one pound bag. Yeah. You were doing? Were you doing a? Were you doing the two pound bag? Yeah, at thirty two ounces. All right. So what did you did you do? Two cups of broth in it? Did you do four cups of broth? I used as much broth as took to float it. Float about two inches. Oh, you did all broth. Yeah. All right. Which so, now I will not do. So. I would. I didn't mind. Yeah, I thought there's like it was a little heavy on the broth, and so I needed to cut it to probably about half broth, half water, and let like the 
seasoning and all that. So can I recommend? So if you're gonna do, that's probably like five or six cups of broth. Yeah, it was a lot. It was like a whole box, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, a whole box. I think is four cups. Yeah, like everyone else, they're good. Then Mark's like too salty. I'm like, I know because I use I, it's all broth. Yeah. All so broth. can I rec- make a recommendation then? So if you use a full box next time, just do like two cups of broth. Uh, do a cup of water, and then find a good dark beer that is not sweet. Um, okay, makes sense. I've had lots of luck with. Um, oh goodness, what did I? It was um, who does who does Jason work for? Um, oh, Carbach. Carbach. So I used uh, I used the Crawford Bach. Yeah, that's good base for a lot of stuff. Yeah, so I used two cups of I used two cups of beef broth with a cup of water and then a full Crawford Bach um, because the water cuts out the water will cut out the the beer effectively um, but it really tones down that salt and then I don't have to worry about putting salt in the beans because I'm also put I assume you put bacon in there too right actually I re-smoked some uh, some some ham hocks mmm yeah, nice. So they're already, you know, they come pre-smoked. I was like, I don't know. I got nothing else going on. I'm, let me just throw these on the smoker and just got like three hours of smoke on them. Didn't really care about the temperatures. Smoke. And uh, threw that in there. And I think that really brought some flavor out. I've been using a lot of um, that peppered bacon that we use for that chili. Mm-hmm. Like that's what mm. I'm, that's how I, I kind of get away from. So I've learned to not salt my, like I will only salt the protein now. Nothing else gets salted um, unless I'm doing a pasta base and then only the pasta gets salted. So my like my uh, my water that the pasta goes in will be this like vaguely milky white because it's got that much salt. It's so heavily salted. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing else gets salt. And so when you take the bite, uh, it's it's like that Cajun pasta that I cooked over at your mom's place, Cody, uh, Mm, where the only salt that you got out of it was out of the pasta. But everything else was you know, just good there. Mm. Man, Aaron, what did you, uh, we've already, uh, we kind of talked about our week. Did, did you talk about yours other than getting into your drinking with your buddies today after your ride? Uh, I bought a car. Oh yeah. Tell us all about that. Money bags. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, Rick. Um, look, man, uh, I had a 92 Corolla. I made it crawl along for the last three years. Um, I finally hit my limit with it and I went, um, um, I went ahead and got something a little safer. So I've got a forerunner. It's got airbags. What, uh, what Whoa, year did you get airbags? I've got airbags. You trying to live long enough to uh, see this podcast go into syndication? Uh, Cody, I, I think you might appreciate this next statement. I now have a profound respect for my own life. I don't want to die. <laughs> you know what? Your therapist would really love to hear you say this in session. Both of them. Actually, uh, both, I usually tell her that. Both therapists would love that. Both therapists. <laughs> I'll also take the rapist with 300, Alex. Is that uh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, they... Somebody got super airy. That's Aaron. I feel like his mic just disconnected somehow. What? I don't know. You're the one with the open window. Are you sure that's not a cool North Carolina breeze across your uh, microphone? Yeah, I can guarantee by looking at my thermostat and the lack of wind coming in through that window that there is nothing going on. 
Yeah, yeah. Yep, it's Aaron. <laughs> what did I do? I don't know. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to Cody and I are going to continue going this. Yeah, we're going to continue this while Aaron troubleshoots it because I'm pretty sure his mic disconnected somehow. Yeah, it seems like he was losing the the microphone mid in mid use. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Aaron got a new car this week. I think he had a Toyota Corolla. Now he has like a Toyota. Hey guys, hey, he's back. Oh, there he there is. it is. <laughs> and it's... I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. Yeah. I, so I now it. you can fit your bicycle in the back of your car, right? I'm not going to do that. I don't want to get my bike. No, fuck. I don't know, man. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I've got a car. It's got, uh, it's got airbags. Um, it's what? got power windows. It's what? got Ooh. cruise control. It has air conditioning. It has a heater and defroster that also work. What year is it? So, it's 2002. Oh so God, next time you come to visit and you open up the car door and you hit the trash can, I'll actually be pissed about it. Did I hit a trash can? You hit the trash can. You go. You looked over at me. You go, man, I am so sorry. I hit the trash can with your car. Just a full-on share from uh, Clues. Oops, my bad. No, like I was upset. This seems familiar. Like I seem. JM, like he's getting out of the car. He's in like Tacoma for like 10 minutes car door goes straight into the trash can he's like oh man i am so sorry i just hit your trash can with your car you're like yeah the city's <laughs> the city's never gonna forgive me for this. did, I, did yes. I did i tell y'all about when i was in um when i was in uh fucking eustace when i was in newport news so i'm i'm going through alc i'm going through my staff sergeant's course and there's these two dudes who were super cool who were in my group or were like in my class um, and we're getting ready to leave. We'd been there 13 weeks, and we're getting ready to leave. And they have a rental because the unit wouldn't pay for them to drive from um, Washington to Virginia. Imagine that. So they flew them out there, but they did authorize them a rental. So we're getting in the car to leave after 13 weeks. I hop in my truck. They're parked directly next to me, and dude opens up the passenger door and slams it into the side of my truck. I roll down the window and just the look of dread on his face. He's like, Oh my God, man. And I, now mind you, I just bought this truck. Uh, so this is September of 17. I just bought this truck in like January. Um, and he goes, Oh my God, I hit your truck. I was like, no, 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 no. You didn't make it look any better. Did you? (laughs) And he goes, what? (laughs) He goes, what? And I was like, it's a farm vehicle. It, it can't look good. You didn't make it look better because they're never going to respect me when I go home if it looks decent. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, are you serious? I was like, I don't give a fuck, man. Get in your car. Go. I was like, make sure you didn't jack up the rental. I don't care. <laughs> I honestly don't care that you hit my truck. I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, shit. Guys, it sounds like we had a pretty, pretty awesome week uh, between the three of us. Um, and baseball's back. Baseball's back. That was the high, um, that was the college basketball of- is almost over. Thank God. Uh, We're about to get into the college world Stanford, series. Women's uh, women's college uh, basketball. Stanford just won, I guess, in the last few minutes. Oh, they beat UConn. Uh, was that the final game? Yep. Yeah, they beat UConn, huh? That's right. Wow, that's the first UConn loss in like five years. This March has really gone mad. Uh. But uh, besides that, 
you guys got corrections from last week? Yeah, I do. I was pretty adamant about there's no such thing as a federal lawsuit or a federal civil case. There are mm. federal civil cases, um, which is really weird, uh, but they have to break like federal law, which tends to be all criminal stuff. But there are, I guess, some federal civil statutes out there that you could break. Okay. Um, yeah. My B, I was pretty adamant about it. I took a couple business law classes, and I thought I was all read up on that shit. Well, sometimes we think we're smarter than we actually are. Yeah, but I know I'm smarter than I am. I'm definitely not. <laughs> uh, so, kind of moving right along, I guess I'll just go ahead and... What? No, You're nothing. Give me a funny look. No, nothing, nothing. Absolutely you sure? Nothing. Yep, nope. I promise. Do I, oh, Mr. Executive Producer, do I have permission to move on? Yeah, but I'm still like 90% sure that it's not your mic that you're recording into and you're recording into your <laughs> computer. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know. Like, Give us a slight introduction just off mic and then we'll see. Cool. So, uh, like, maybe, I guess, like, um, like, turn your mic off, give me a count of three, and then turn your mic back on. Check, 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 check. It's yeah. on the mic. It's, it's on the computer. Yeah, you're definitely recording from your computer. Okay, this is going to be lots cool. of fun. Uh, well, at least we got it now. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, guys, cover for me while I get this swapped over. All Damn. right. So we'll just not take it out in post. <laughs> All right. What's going on? I need. You were actually doing pretty well on the intro, so I'm going to need a baby update from Cody. Uh, All right. So my babies are still cooking. We just got into week 29. Uh, they don't show signs of coming out, so that's that's good. Uh, I, my, my other good friend, Alex, just had his two twins drop into the world on Friday, so he's pretty excited about those. His wife is very excited to not be pregnant anymore of twins because apparently... That shit really sucks the last uh, eight weeks. Oh, a lot yeah. of belly. A lot of belly. A lot of weight. Oh, man. That's all I got, you know, as far as baby updates. Everyone's cooking. Everyone's cooking. They're kicking a lot. Like, you, like uh, we watch. Oh, so we went to the movies last night for the first time in, like, six, seven months. And so, like, halfway the movie, my wife grabs my hand. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. We are adults. That is not going down. But then she has put put on her belly because the kids were kicking a lot. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> it was just just all sorts of kicking, it was like really distracting from King Kong fighting Godzilla. Uh, so uh, King Kong and Godzilla broke the pandemic uh, movie record with forty eight point three million dollars in its opening weekend. Oh, you watched it? Oh God, yeah. Was it good? I don't have HBO. Yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, right? Um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the shit of it. Like, I'm not, it's not gonna win an Oscar, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert! Pregnant pause. One, two, three, dude. Mecha Godzilla. Like when that came out, that was dope as fuck. Yeah, it was pretty fucking legit. Oh, someone get. Okay, you can just log in to James. Not. Go Max thing. Nope, I don't want to hear this. I don't. No, we're like, done. I love. We're done. We're I done. love monster movies. We're done. No plot spoilers. Period. So yeah, okay. that's why I said. Pro- as as everyone here watched Kong Skull Island. Well, so yeah. Kong Skull Island is yeah. no, is Kong Skull Island rips acid. so much ass. So that's yeah, movie dude. that's movie number one in the series, right? You realize? Yeah, this yeah, was yeah. A trilogy. We're like, 
yeah, they roll up on the Skull Island that John T. Riley pops out of the woods the first time in 40 years. So yeah. good. Um, he becomes friends with the uh, the Japanese uh, World War II pilot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until until he got eaten by a skull dragger. Yeah. So it's, say it out loud? Oh, man. All right, Aaron. So we figured it out. Aaron's setup is not quite correct. So unfortunately, yeah, all that stuff you get to hear now is going to be there. All recording, y'all. God damn it. <laughs> so let's deal with it. But we're going to have fun with it. And Aaron's going to guide us through this week. This week, we're going to be talking about um, the upcoming infrastructure bill. And uh, we're going to be talking about why infrastructure bills are important. And we're going to look at some past presidencies, what they have done, um, why it's some compare and contrast things. We've got some local stories out of Austin involved in this. we got some Washington stuff involved out of this. Um, I'm super ignorant on infrastructure bills other than a few aspects of it. So this is going to be a learning episode for me. Cool. And, uh, so basically what I wanted to outline or the way I outlined this week's, um, subject is that, uh, Joe wants to go ahead and reinvigorate the infrastructure for the United States. So I think that's a great idea. Let's do this because as much as as much as we shit on him the entire time, we did at least call him President Trump, so we can at least afford that to President Biden, right? Oh, I called him Donnie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but we can at least Don. You're out of your league, Donnie. <laughs> You're like a fucking child. Donward into the sky. Uh, yeah. So okay. So President Biden. Well, initially, Joseph Biden. Yeah, initially, right? <laughs> okay, get through your sentence. Well, I don't remember what I was going to say, but uh, basically, we're just going to go through. Um, I think we're going to start with Eisenhower, and then we're going to bring it to more contemporary terms. Um, we're going to look at um, major infrastructure projects that have. Um, Made America. And I think all of us have driven on... Once uh, made America great, per se? <laughs> okay. But could okay. be again. Well, I, maybe. So, um, let's start here. Let's start and figure out um, where we're at now, and then kind of flip-flop around. So... <clears throat> Well, they say the infrastructure is crumbling. That's what Correct. They uh, am I drunk or am I dodging potholes? Oh, I like it. That's sometimes a good. Both. That's a good little. Sometimes you're, sometimes you're just in Louisiana, and that's how it is. Oh God! Or you're on I twenty going through fucking Mississippi. Or you're in Tacoma, and potholes are kind of the norm. Well, that's why everyone has like four-wheel drive vehicles up there in case they get stuck into a pothole and they have to get out. They are rock crawlers. Well, I mean, that's why I bought a rock crawler. Yes, we'll see you at the gorge this weekend with a bunch of like white guys like, come on up, come on up to the left, to the left. Hey, man, is that a Gen 3? Is that a Gen 3? (laughs) Oh, yeah, the posi traction, this one's out of the world. They really fucked up in Gen 4. So, really... I wanted to ask, why are we talking about infrastructure? 
Um, why is this particular subject uh, so important and how can we relate to it? Um, I think we just talked about the potholes and obviously there are road conditions that do need to be improved on. Um, roads uh, decrease in... Well, what, what am I looking for? Parabolic? Quality? Oh, Quality? Depreciate. They depreciate. Like once they they're, depreciate. Once they're um, laid, they start depreciating. Well, and we talked about that. We talked about that in another episode where I'd mentioned that Louisiana almost lost its um, funding for its highway over its uh, alcohol sales law. Uh, right. They refused. They were the mm-hmm. last state. Or I'm sorry, it's open container law when they were the last state to still have an open container allowance on the road and the the Department of the Interior said we're not going to fund highways anymore if you're going to have an open container law. So that's for anybody who's driven through Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia understands how important fucking highways are because you're going to ruin your suspension mm-hmm. just hitting a highway in that's in those four states. It's so crazy that at one point we could fly in the air while smoking cigarettes and then drive across the country with an open beer in our laps and it was just right. it was fine. <laughs> well, I mean, and you're talking like states like Texas didn't get rid of an open container law until the early 2000s. So, is it that late? Wow. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was that late. Yeah, uh, I I grew up, my, uh, my stepdad's a big roadie fan and I can't remember when that shit changed. Uh, he was like, yeah, that didn't apply to me. Yeah, they're called road sodas. Yeah. Well, those are now illegal, but um, re- regardless, I kind of wanted to talk about what infrastructure actually means now, mm-hmm. um, what it meant then, and kind of what the general thrust of um, policymakers has been um, the last, uh, I, I think, really, I, I'm, I'm more concerned about our generation, so we're looking at the last 20 years. Sure. Um, Joe Biden is looking at uh, a two to, a two trillion dollar uh, package, um, which is is crazy because I can only think of numbers as far as thousands because I'm poor. But he's looking at doing a facelift for the entire nation. There's a couple of caveats there. Um, this two trillion dollar package is looked uh, to be funded by taxing the uh, wealthiest corporations in the United States, uh, pressuring the auto industry to move uh, from the petroleum to electric uh, industries, Um, the enactment of a conservation or a climate conservation corps. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. And then upgrading or renovating school and education facilities, broadband internet, and um, replacing lead pipes. So for everybody else outside of Flint, Michigan, maybe your water will be safe. Hmm. We're PVC boys now. Right. So do you guys, where you're at now, do you find that uh, an infrastructure bill would be helpful what, what how would this help you um i'll take it first because other than you're posing the question and out of three of us who are adults i think you and i are the only ones who have lived outside of texas in our adult life um 
and because you posed the question, I'll, I'll handle it f- first, I think. So having lived outside of Texas, um, now like outside of the continental United St- or outside of uh, Texas, inside of the continental United States, living in Florida, or living in Florida, living in North Carolina, I'm looking at an article from Florida. Um, I will tell you that it is, it is very noticeable the state of it, bare minimum infrastructure. It's it's very noticeable the um, state of the roads that I travel on. Um, now within city limits, obviously that's it's within city purview to fix their own roads. But I have to hop on three different highways to go visit my girlfriend. Right, so I have to hit on I-95, I have to get on I-40, and I have to get on the loop around Raleigh, which is 440. Um, and those roads are absolute trash. It's, you know, hitting potholes at 70 is a whole lot of not fun. Luckily, I've driven enough that I know what lanes I need to be in where to avoid the massive. Mm. Um, so you look at a $2 trillion package which the taxpayers are going to pay for. Obviously, anything that comes from federal government is paid for by us, the taxpayers. Uh, there is no... It, whether us being the individual or us being the conglomerate or us being the billion-dollar corporation, it all comes out of our tax revenue. Okay. Um, but I would much rather pay that $2 trillion to stop paying $500 a year to get upper ball joints and shocks replaced on my truck and getting my getting my wheels realigned, right? So if I'm already paying X percent to the government in taxes to, to reinvest so I can do my job, so they can get my money, then I kind of look at it as double dipping when I'm not getting that reciprocated and I'm now I'm having to pay extra for... Uh, for vehicle maintenance so I can do my job so I can give them their money. Uh, I know that like Cody and I, we, we are super proud of Texas, uh, and, and we love our state, and we shit on Ted Cruz and all these things that are terrible about our state, but anybody who has driven across Texas will tell you that there is a huge difference between our highway system and a lot of the other highway systems. Like We, take, we use that infrastructure money, and our highways are amazing. And the roads are always under construction, so you know we got that good good. <laughs> but, I mean, you're talking like all of our highways are crowned. They're actually crowned. So the water washes away from our roads. It doesn't sit there. Um, Except for in Houston. Have that disclaimer. We do not want Houston coming after us. Like, well, how come every time it rains here, you got, we get a lake? Yeah. Uh, other infrastructure items I've seen out here, I will tell you that it's nice being part of it's nice being part of a like major power grid because there's been some there's been some areas that have lost power um, mm-hmm. near us and we didn't experience we didn't experience uh, snowvid like Texas did uh, but the ability to just draw power where like power shuts off and uh, I think I was without power for like a whole ten minutes over here in my apartment one day after a, a thunderstorm, but it was back on immediately. Um, and they have these abilities to, and I'm not sure if that's part of infrastructure, but because it's generally power grids or multi-state organizations, except for us in Texas. Well, I think as part of the overreaching transportation bill, 
uh, the grid is absolutely part of it. Like that's a big part of where the attention's lying on this. Yeah. And then, you know, as we hear every single week on my podcast, I live directly between two train state or two sets of railroad tracks. I have an Amtrak station that is um, a quarter block west of me. And I have an active train station that is a quarter block east of me. Um, and it's even in a small area like this, I think I, I couldn't speak to the population of Fayetteville. Um, but there's public transportation and, and rail systems. And rail systems are a huge part of an infrastructure bill to try to get away from mass um, transportation. Or not mass, individual transportation, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So, so one thing that um, was really interesting about uh, pulling up uh, Biden's initiative to um, give the country a facelift um, is it's all directed towards uh, infrastructure, but infrastructure, and I think you just touched base on it, it it's more than just your roads. It's more than just um, your power grid. Um, Joe's also looking at uh, giving a facelift or adding the Climate Conservation Corps, which I think is pretty interesting. Um, I think sustainable ways of making our country run make a lot of sense. Like, how can we get our country moving in a, in a really just a cost-effective way? Um, any pushback there, or is that just kind of like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense? Uh, no, I think it makes sense. Um I, I think they need to rethink of uh, Climate Conservation Corps. I feel like already you're putting a target in the back of that program that yeah. everyone on the right wing is not going to love. But use that the Conservation Corps. That sounds cool. What, but, what's the what, but they're they're, what, they're, they're, trying, they're bringing up images of the uh, the CCC back from the 30s, like the Civilian Conservation Corps under uh, FDR. Oh wow, we're, go. Go, we're going all the way back to the New Deal. And that's, I mean, he's, Joe Biden's not saying it, but effectively this would be the biggest injection into the American infrastructure since FDR in the thirties and Eisenhower in the fifties with the federal highway system. So do we call it the well, new, it's new kind of crazy is, is that like, according to Brookings, uh, Brookings, um, Institute, uh, the, the recovery act post 08 depression, that 48, one point dollar billion dollar, uh, bill, was one of the largest since uh, since Eisenhower's initiative to basically go coast to coast with the road system. Um, and now we're looking at a tr- $2 trillion bill, which is supposed to um, either improve or repair the states. And there's been like an infrastructure panic uh, for probably four or five years. I don't remember if Trump was president or running for president, but... Out in Minneapolis, I believe an overpass like crumbled. Do y'all recall that at all? Oh, I mean, yeah. like uh, bridges breaking like a, down, real, or... real bad. And they were like, "Okay, well, this thing's like twenty year beyond twenty year beyond its use." And that's and that's I started read. I started seeing kind of a flood of articles about all the different overpasses and bridge so, across the country that are that's 20, a- 30 years past like whatever studies they'd like okay this bridge is good for 50 years of service at these weights at this capacity and like yeah these bridges are 20 years past that point and well over capacity because you know america as a country has done nothing but grow 
in the past. Oh yeah, exponentially. Two hundred and fifty years. But but that's. But that's you know, a there's really a lot point. of argument with. Um... Well, I was, can I can I can I spin off of that real quick? Go for it. So that that's a really good point because after uh, President Biden's speech on what was it Tuesday? I think Tuesday he gave his ninety day speech. Uh, where he introduced this bill. Uh, the immediate reaction from, and we're going to get into some bipartisan politics here, but the, <laughs> or sure. I, I, technically this would be partisan politics, but the immediate response from a $2 trillion bill was that a $2 trillion infrastructure bill is too expensive, that we can't afford it, that we're going to overtax our corporations, we're going to overtax the wealthy 10%, and we're going to overtax um, small businesses and individuals making over $200,000. Uh, is effectively like what it comes down to, and it may be like two fifty on the individual tax. So this is what the the right of the House is, or right of Congress is saying. However, at the same time, these infrastructure bills are paying for critical infrastructure, such and I keep saying infrastructure, right? I'm using the word in the definition, um, but they're paying for things such as dams. They're paying for things such as water treatment facilities, which are which are servicing multi-state areas if they happen to be on a border. So there is this, um, there's a Florida phosphate mine that is leaking millions of gallons of contaminated water into the area. And under, under the Biden administration's infrastructure bill, elements like this would be updated and replaced. And so I just kind of wanted to spin off that what Cody said, like, hey, no, this bridge is good, but it's 20 years past. You also have elements like this, which are immediately affecting citizens. Uh, Dams are a big deal. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, you remember the video, what was it, last summer, Cody, of the bridge or the dam in New Braunfels? Or was it San Marcos that broke? It was on the Guadalupe, yeah. I thought. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. And so it's like these small, whether they're hydroelectric dams or they're just dams that are keeping entire basins from flooding out. Um, you have a whole, you have a whole segment of Congress who's saying two trillion dollars is too much, because let's be honest, I, I haven't read the bill. Have either one of you two read the bill yet? No. I just know what's on on. Um, I know what they are thrusting to achieve yeah, but have you seen anything that's so what i'm getting at is i don't know what else is earmarked in there um because tendencies like this is they tend to earmark a lot of shit in there mm -hmm. well it's it's like uh going back and looking at the the covid root relief bill under mcconnell and it included like um, a renovation for the fbi headquarters or something you're like how does that or you get into, or you get into some stuff where it's the, um, hey, we're going to do this, but we're also going to stop funding for, you know, Planned Parenthood. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, we thought it was going to be a part bipartisan bill. Why aren't you doing that? Or like, like they go, women's well, you studies in Pakistan. You're like, um, I guess yeah. that's part of COVID. <laughs> yeah, that you know that thing. Um, so I just kind of want to spin off of that. But Aaron, uh, if you remember what you were going to drill into after Cody's thing. No, I, I don't. But. Um... I think this is a great place where we can pick up. Uh, Do you guys remember how many weeks were supposed to be infrastructure week under Trump? Uh, I, re I remember a lot of them because he was billed as the builder president. I do remember yeah. that. He was the president. It was supposed was to be infrastructure week like 20 times and then some dumb Trump scandal would happen and infrastructure week would get shit canned. So he never actually had the opportunity. I don't think he had a plan, but he never even like got to talk on his made up plan like, uh, 
if he had a plan, it'd be much like Wayne's World 2 when they name Wayne Stock and he's just like looking at the around the room like, um, Aerosmith's gonna be there and uh, old man Dick of the Canoe's gonna be there. Well, I mean, prestige, prestige worldwide, prestige yeah. worldwide. But I mean, it would to- just be like him looking around the room like, um, yeah, there's gonna be uh, uh yeah, yeah, belt factories, uh, uh busty women factories, um. <laughs> Definitely McDonald's, doing a lot of McDonald's, but it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Huge. Uh, well, that's a good point, though, because, you know, and he was he was billed as the, the builder president, somebody who was going to come through, we're going to make America great again by rebuilding America. And, it, and I'm all for rebuilding uh, because I think, I think you're going to lose a lot of money. Uh, you're going to lose a lot of money in America by having to rebuild your fleet by trying to move your fleet across America if your infrastructure is not solid. Um, you're going to lose a lot of money in America if your if your electrical system, if your dam system isn't solid because of all the repairs that the state is going to have to pay for that are ultimately going to end up, I think, probably coming out of federal budget uh, if it was a federally subsidized land, right? Uh, but you saw it again. Um, Aaron put up a really good really good article from uh, the Council on Foreign Relations about the Obama era. Um, well, so what I try to do is, like, I'm not here to just bash one person over the other. I'm I'm here to kind of, like, just say this person did this well, this person did that well. Um, Donald Trump was really good for what was he good for? Um, War. What is he good for? Absolutely not. What is he good for? No, no, seriously. No, I, no, I really, I really, I I, like my my IRA earned tons of oh yeah like, absolutely my, the earnings like financially were no and tradi- exponential traditionally if you, if you forget that he's your president he's funny it, it traditionally <laughs> like under a Republican president you get a bull market and then you get a bear market under a am I doing those terms correctly yeah you get a bull market during a Republican president and traditionally you get a bear market during a so so what I try to do is is just compare and contrast in contemporary terms what um, our Obama and what our Trump did, um, which is our last 15 years, 16 years of uh, executive office holders, right? Yeah, absolutely. So so what do, so what do we have? Um, Council of Foreign Relations, scathing, right? So can you give us a little, can you just run us back, say, can you give us like a brief 20-year history? Can you get us to 2000 when we are out of the Bush administration rolling into an Obama administration? And then can you do you have the ability to walk us through that and kind of see what's happening through there? Not necessarily. But what I can do is I can tell you that Obama had in his um, in his eye, I think he really wanted to connect the United States, much like Europe or Japan are uh, through um, high speed um, railway railways. Excuse me. Um this inevitably gets turned down. Um, there is a lot of like political infighting and this bill does get blocked. Um, and from there, it, it doesn't really seem that anything changed much. Um, there was obviously the 08 uh, depression, which I think was trumped by our current like COVID uh, depression. Um, but the heart of the problem, which really hasn't changed at all, has just been 
how does the United States make money? Um, how do we how do we pay for these huge projects? We've talked about on this show before that uh, one issue that, or, or rather, I've talked about on the show is that one issue that I think the United States has is it's so large that it can't accommodate like one size does not fit all, and in the context of uh, structure, it's it's not just making sure that we have good asphalt or concrete roads. Uh, it doesn't mean that the It does not mean that the um, oh man, sorry. No, it's all right. You're on a roll. What is it? Uh, the bridges are not going to collapse, right? Um, but at at this federal level of government, we're we're looking at huge percentages of um, revenue streams that are unable to pay for basic like A to B transportation. So, do you have any? Cody and I have a great example of a failed infrastructure program in the state of Texas. Can you think of a failed infrastructure program in Washington for us? Or do you? Have well, a- I can think of a, a infrastructure program that well, Washingtonians I- absolutely did vote for. Okay. Um, the dawn of the the car. Uh, what is this? The thirties or forties? Okay. 20s, 20s, 30s, 40s. Um, the city of Tacoma is connected by light rail. Um, ah, yes, this sounds familiar. <laughs> Cody's getting a history boner over there. <laughs> the city of Tacoma got rid of the light rail, and Tacoma city residents could not have been happier to Austin burn the did, light rail Austin system did the down. same thing in the 30s. Like, there's all these tracks for old trolleys. And they're like, nope, there's cars. Fuck it. So, Cody, would you be surprised if I told you Austin did it in 2000 and 2014 also? Oh, voted against the Project Connect? Yeah. Yes. Well, excuse me? Voted against it? I voted How against bad it? is yeah. traffic in Tacoma? Or, uh, excuse me, Austin. So, Austin had, whoever city planner was in 1960 failed Austin miserably. So, yes. at some point, Austin... In- to the point that it's now 2021? So, in, well, ni- in 1980... There was there are highways. So thirty years ago, the highways that connect Austin, some of those highways were two lane county roads that have been turned into highway. Mm. Austin has uh, picture this, if you will. So for all of our listeners, I'm going to throw out some major cities and just picture it, if you will. Picture this: we we're both butt naked, so let's, on the bathroom so floor. Let, we're going to go with we're going to go with. Um, Seattle. I'm going to go with Seattle. Yeah. Let's go with Sacramento. Austin. Uh, Georgia. Would you say that's... No, Georgia's a little big for that. But yeah, Georgia become... Do you mean Atlanta? Yeah, Atlanta. I'm sorry. Um, and what's another good like major city that's comparable to the size of Austin, Cody? Nashville? Yeah, Phoenix, Nashville. Yeah, Phoenix, Nashville. So all those cities I named. Imagine that you have a highway that runs right through the middle of it. That is your IH, your your interstate highway. You have one highway that runs right through the middle of it. And then you have all these state highways that just feed into it every other exit. Like, they were meant to be east and west, north and south, little state highways, 
but now we've sort of almost turned them into a circle-ish. Now, not only that, but because your city planner in the 60s, 70s, 80s built the entire city all the way up against your two-lane highway, two lanes, well, I think it's three lanes running north and south each direction. Mm-hmm. So I guess technically a six-way, six-lane highway with a median, but they built the city all the way up against the highway. You can't expand the highway anymore. No, no, no. The big idea now is okay. So we're gonna bury it, and we're gonna have roads in underground and roads above ground to make more roads. Aaron, you remember when I took you when I uh, picked you up at the highway and I took you on the upper deck? Yes. Yeah, so we could see UT Stadium. I was like, yeah, Texas is playing right there, right now. Yeah, so that's what they did was they just cut the highway in half and they elevated half of it so we could have, like, two highways running at the same time. But they're it's still, at some point, it's got to converge, right? Yeah. Get us back to Get us back to the Seattle fail, or the Washington fail light rail system. Uh, Washington, Washingtonians, uh, Tacoma, uh, residents they just did not want a light rail period they got rid of it they burned it to the ground now washington state which was considered the hinterland of the united states crazy to think about now that it's such a big popular hub now um has grown so exponentially um that we experience these stoppages um from International exports, we've got the Tacoma port, we've got the Seattle port, Um, there's a port down in Olympia as well. And because there's so much import coming in, and there's only one way to get rid of it, and that's through semi or through the train system, that it just really gums up the highways. Well, not with trains, but what I'm trying to say is that the general taxpayer had the option, had the opportunity to use um, public transportation like a light rail, um, and it was it was stripped away before any of us were even born, uh, before my parents were born. And I think it's crazy because it's just a very easy way of taking care of your constituency. Um, now, a lot of this is being re- you know revamped. They're they're trying to definitely bring that back much like um san francisco has the bart uh tacoma is tearing up their roads everywhere there's places where it's like oh my god i i was over here a week ago and now it looks different it's it's that quick um lately so a lot of places will tell you it's too late for infrastructure changes and update like the big massive over sweeping one and if you commit to a plan, that's not true. So in the 90s, or probably started in the 80s, L.A. decided to get a subway. And that's why the plot of so many 90s action movies, Lethal Weapon 3, Speed, um, there's a few more missing here, but like the all fucking like center around the L.A. subway because it was brand new. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's somehow bring the subway into this since they're, you know, it's all open and filming. So that just shows you like you can absolutely – bring change to your you know already developed city at any time it's just a matter of having the balls to commit to the project which most mayors most city planners 
don't mm. really have. You know, and I'm glad you say having the balls to commit to the project. Oh, I, balls are lady and male parts. It yeah. does not matter. The way those, <laughs> the, the internal fest, the internal fortitude, right? The intestinal yeah, fortitude. Um, the grit. The Cody, the the failed project I wanted to talk about for Texas is not the city planning. Um, I actually wanted you to give us a brief history on Toll Road 130. Oh, see, this whole time I thought you were going to go with the fact that in the 80s, just about every city in the state was offered federal money to make loops, and Austin decided not to. That's why Lubbock has a fucking loop. Amarillo has a loop. I, Georgetown has a loop. Antonio has a, has a loop. Georgetown has a loop. No, I mean a true loop, like around the city. Yeah. I did not. Yeah. So, one, I did not know that because I did better things in my life than study history. But, two... <laughs> I thought I was going to go with 130, the the uh, oh what was it the Trans Texas Corridor? Yeah, so that was supposed to. I mean, I think it was supposed to connect Houston. I'm sorry, San Antonio to Dallas, Brownsville, Brownsville to oh, Brownsville. It was going to go Brownsville to Oklahoma. It was supposed to connect. In theory, it was supposed to connect Mexico to I-35 in Oklahoma. Whereas today it goes from north of Georgetown to yeah, Seguin. Yeah, but going to Seguin, it's still got stoplights. It goes yeah. 30 miles north of Austin to 30 miles south of Austin. Uh, now it goes a little farther. Like, I think, no, maybe you're right. Because I feel like you no, have dumps, to get off it just it outside off, of. It, um, it dumps off at Cabela's. No, no, it goes farther now. But it's not your fault. You don't know that. Oh, yeah, I haven't been gone. But, yeah, so the idea behind this was that at the time, governor was Rick Perry. And everybody will remember Rick Perry from the 2016 Republican nomination. This is pre-glasses. He wasn't smart then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the plan was the Trans-Texas Corridor, which was going to be a toll road and a superhighway from Brownsville, Texas, which is the southernmost point, which touches Mexico. And it was going to connect all the way up to Oklahoma, and it was a way to – it was a way to increase uh, international commerce between Mexico and the United States. What happened was they claimed a lot of eminent domain shit. Um, I have a f I have a friend from high school whose father basically got paid fifty cents on the dollar for his land, which bordered I thirty five, and at the time per acre you're talking fifteen to twenty thousand dollars an acre. And he was offered 50 cents a dollar, and they said, you can sue the government if you want, but if you lose, and you will, we're just going to take it anyway. Um, and that failed project ended up being uh, about 75, 80 miles worth of highway instead of 800. It makes, I mean, but it makes getting the airport so easy. Because we are just now in Austin making a 183 a highway. I was on it, and, but it's a toll road too, don't mind you. Any route, any new roads built in Austin are fucking toll roads. Yeah, so this is like that's failed. In, that's failed um, infrastructure for us there in Texas. Is that you have you have poor city planning 50 years ago, which leads to poor leadership who doesn't have the support of the local community in Austin and then poor state leadership who says, we're going to do this to now, if you want to easily commute around your own city, you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. And that's just been sort of, that's been the Texas way for probably 20 years now. It's like, 
All right, well, um, sure, we can make that with public-private money, but the public's paying for that out of their own pockets, not taxes. Right. We're going to tax them, and we're going to toll them. And the big thing in our TT area... Road. The big thing in our area is there's a train that runs from Taylor, Texas to Dallas. And, and, and Taylor, Texas is about as big as it sounds as I'm saying it. And people take that shit all the time. Cody's mom and her friends just do like a booze cruise on this train up to Dallas, get drunk, and then booze cruise on this train back. Yeah, it looks fun. <laughs> you can also take you can also take that train. Well, you don't have to be in Taylor. You can catch in Austin, take it to San Antonio, and you get the Zephyr to New Orleans. I want to do that run. That'd be fun. Well, the Zephyr's part of the Amtrak station, so the Amtrak. Yeah, is- yeah, no, it's Amtrak to, to New Orleans. Yeah. yeah, and the and then you're getting into the. Um, then you're getting into the Amtrak Crescent, right? Which runs from New Orleans to Maine, which is like one of the yeah. oldest, one of the oldest rail lines. And correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron, but the Amtrak station is part of the Amtrak rail is part of the infrastructure bill because this is a huge. Yeah, it's it's a huge part of it. It's a huge um, movement throughout the United States. Yeah. Um And I'd like to see high. I love see high speed rail actually become a thing in America. Like, I've traveled enough in Europe and I've used high speed rail. I mean, especially for the wife who hates flying, I'd fucking love to, be able to just put her onto a plane well, and I not mean, have to worry about you know her like gripping my arm off because there's been a change in pressure. I didn't, you know, and I didn't travel. A lot. There's something sweet about that. So I didn't travel a lot when I was over. Oh, in- unless she has an iron grip. It's an iron grip. Yeah. But is you know what. So Cody and, I, Cody and I have spent a lot of time in Europe, uh, and we could talk about the rail stations over there. Aaron, you spent a lot of time in Asia. You spent a year in Asia, but uh, you utilized the public transportation system over Tell there. Tell us about the euthanasia. <laughs> euthanasia? Yeah, see, that was Euthanasia? Good. It could either make you, like, really into murdering the elderly or into kids. That's a good joke. That's a very good joke. <laughs> But, Look, man, uh, they made it so easy. It was in another language, and you could still figure out where you're going. Um, and that's just South Korea. Um, I can't speak on Japan. My friend Tommy might be able to, but I can't. Um, well, in- Sydney also oh, yeah. kind of – Sydney w- would be more like um, comparable to San Francisco. Really? I, I would say so. Their I, bus system. I figured they would have. Opal. I would figure they'd have the the entire like UK system down. You'd think, but uh, again, it was a colony of criminals, so they still haven't even figured it out because they're still war criminals. They're actually not allowed to dig in the dirt in Australia. They have to go in the air. Hmm. Well, yeah, better I better mean, not. I, mean, uh, I don't know that. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense to me. Don't fuck with First Nations land. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to talk about Wait. them and the good news tonight. Oh, like 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 native First Nationers, not like yeah, the First Abra- World Country. I'm like, no, First they- Worlders can do whatever we want. Thank you very much. The so, guys, uh, one thing that I wanted to kind of touch base on is um, it's, it's really easy for us to kind of criticize what's been going on as far as our, our nation's infrastructure looks like. Um, there's been some pretty glaring, obvious... Um, Reasons to be critical about it. I think, um, would you call it Snowvid yes. for Texas? Yeah, Snowvid was the, that's kind of, I think that's like the term now for what yeah, happened. I think in it's March. agreed upon was our Snowvid event. Yeah. 
So I, it was really bad. Um, but what does that look like on a national level? What do our policymakers do on a national level? And I pulled examples from the Obama administration, um, from the Trump administration. And then, you know, Joe is talking about doing his whole thing. And it's kind of like, oh, cool, make promises. But does anything actually change? Dwight Eisenhower, the Eisenhower energy system. Old Dwiggles. I Gotta think would probably call that one the most successful infrastructure Wiley. program in our United States history. Can you think of a better one? I would have to agree. Like, that's the last time we did something super ambitious. Oh, oh, oh well, hold on, hold on. I won't go that far. Okay. Other than the race to space and landing on the moon. Well, that's not infrastructure the, to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was correct. I, did, oh, I just okay. said, like, it's the most ambitious thing we've done. Like, okay, going to the moon was pretty ambitious. But as far as infrastructure goes, but we went the to, we went to freeway the system is pretty fucking, like, that's huge. Yeah, like, but all that's, of a sudden, I, w- I would say United that's not States, comparable because we went to the moon out of straight, like, hubris, right? We went out. We went to the moon out of like moon. we are better. Moon, yeah. I said hubris, and then I tried to get moon out afterwards. So it's hubris and moon. Moon, moon. with Canadian correspondent Jane Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't you know? Um, but I would say that's not comparable because we we the space race was between us and the Russians, and it's us proving that the democratic system or the national republican system or whatever yeah, you want to call whereas it. Whereas the, the inter, whereas the international highway system is us against the Nazis that who can make more efficient roads. Well, but you look at Europe. So go go look at a map of. Europe. Well, did the did the Nazi Germany create a good rail or road system? Yeah, the, the Autobahn. I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, no, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but the, yeah, but the you Autobahn. need to, but yeah. you need to understand like how the um, since we're going to talk about Germany, you need to understand how the German highway system came about because if you look at the way they're numbered, so um, in the United States, your international highways or international your interstate highways, your IHs. Uh, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. I don't know how high it goes, but your even numbered highways. Five run, and 95. Yeah. Your even number highways run east to west, right? Your odd number highways run north to south. Whereas you go over to Europe and you may hop on the, oh God, what did I used to drive? I think it was the seven. The seven is what I drove from Nuremberg to Bamberg. But I could also take the Nuremberg, I could take the seven from Nuremberg all the way over to like a uh, portion of Frankfurt, or maybe that was the 39. But these systems of their highways were built along trade routes from the feudal areas. So yeah. their their highway system is not the highway system we built, where we cut through mountains. We built over ravines. We We streamlined our transportation where we tried to set up a federal grid system of north, south, east, west. There, yeah, I went through the Eisenhower tunnel in Colorado this past November, and that was fucking incredible. Right. Like, it's, you just cut they, through something. We cut through a mile of mountain. Because that's that's America. We said, we're going that direction, and fuck you. For, I'm going to manifest destiny, this highway, through this mountain. I'm getting from east to west. I don't care. 
But you go over to Europe and their highway system is built on these old trade routes. So however they got around in the 15 and 1600s, they built yeah, these highways. By oxen and donkey. Yeah, they built these highways on these established trade routes. So effectively, it's our county roads and our ranch roads. Do y'all have ranch roads out there, uh, Aaron? Um. Probably like farm to market roads or like FMs, that, right? yeah. So like not, county roads, not, not, not in the same way. Uh, we do have county roads. Um, you know what we do have are oh oh this is a, a great comparison. We have uh, national forest roads. There we go. Okay, right? yeah. Um, they're gravel. Yeah. So well, no, it's not necessarily the gravel. Like the county roads, the farm to market roads, and the ranch roads. Where we're at is you take a small agricultural community like. Wahlberg, Texas, and you're going to connect it to Taylor, Texas. And so this road runs effectively west to east, but it may run more like northwest to southeast because it's old trade routes, and this is how you took your donkey and your horse and cart from your place to the market, and everybody used the same road. And so you have these super winding roads. They're back roads that everybody sings about in their Nashville country songs, right? This is what they're talking about is these winding country roads. Country roads. But that's what the European highway system is. So they built highways directly on these, whereas we said, no, we're America, north, south, east, west. We're going to cut through whatever the hell we need to. We're going to build over whatever we need to, right? It, there's two, two th- I have two thoughts on that. Number one, I love the engineering ingenuity that it takes to make that happen to build um a road that cuts through a mountain uh, because i've been on that same highway is that uh, the 70 yeah 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 i think so yeah oh it's amazing um and it's crazy that anybody could ever make that happen but in a lot of ways what i like now about the day and age that we're living in is that engineers are putting a lot more thought into it um, policymakers have been a lot more stringent about what you can cut down and where you can make yeah, these huge we're not changes. Blasting, we're not blasting their mountain these days. Right. So so the big thing now is um, for every tree that you cut down, it's going to cost the contractor X amount of dollars. Love that. Yeah, like, and there's got to be a better way. I mean, just think about like homes. Like they clear – well, in Texas, they'll just take farmland, and there's not a fucking tree for miles. I'm like, all right, here's your track home. Yeah, but that farmland is, you know, you're talking that farmland is $20,000. Yeah. But, um, right. so what would you guys say? All right, so roads, bridges, all that's super important, but sort of legacy infrastructure that needs to be fine-tuned and, you know, brought up to code. But what would you say is, like, the most important part of the infrastructure going into the future like I'm leaning towards broadband and this podcast has touched on that in the past. Aaron, you brought it to our attention with the uh, Starlink with Tesla. Mm. And, uh, you know, so like it's great that Elon Musk was able to bring the joys of the internet to the tribe in Washington. You know, so I guess this would be Joe Biden's idea of bringing that same idea, you know, trying to expand across country to make, you know, maybe where, out in Wahlberg, they can just you know get onto the old broadband instead of DSL. Aaron's got to take that up before I go super Republican on that. No, go super Republican. Yeah. yeah so no, no, because broadband is not. It, hmm. So broadband belongs to 
individuals, uh, individual entities, right? So an infrastructure, yes, an infrastructure bill, an infrastructure bill is good for the public for what the public pays for. Okay. So I don't believe that, I don't believe that broadband internet is should be part of an infrastructure bill. Um, I believe that in an open and free market, this is me being a libertarian who is not. You know, and every good libertarian just means he's like an alt-right Republican at some point. Swing no, so, voter, right? So well, no age of yeah. consent and no driver's license. Yeah, Got I'm basically it. Matt Gates. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so broadband shouldn't be part of this because broadband would open up the as you improve the infrastructure, as you unfortunately as you clear out land. You you run the ability to hey I am Elon Musk and now I can I can run these cables or I am Google which gave up on the Google Fiber effectively yeah, they gave up real easy yeah uh, Verizon's Google Fiber has effectively failed because it made it to like fifteen cities and it's still you know, VIOS or whatever it was it's so expensive to, so I mean we can get into that. We've tried like so. We're in Austin, which fiber is supposed to be. No it's only south of the river in Austin. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, unpopular opinion, or I don't know. I think um, I'm pretty sure I'm the unpopular opinion on this podcast every time. Oh, I. Maybe. I would like to see. Do you? Oh, do you like the idea of having private internet, or do you like having public internet? I like the idea of private internet because when you have public internet, then you get into China. Yeah, and all of a sudden the government, because if it's wartime in America... Okay, again, well, we had the NSA, so what's that's, the that's fucking difference? That's fine. I would, rather my, I would rather my Google searches be monitored by the NSA than me not being able to access websites by the government. I guess I don't... Uh, I want you, the you know I want the access of the information. If you, if you want to flag me for accessing the information, I'm okay with that. But I want the access mm -hmm. to the information. I would rather a private right. internet which allows me to access the information, and the government can and the government can you know flag me for whatever for for downloading the anarchist cookbook, than not even being able to view a you know maybe a a political op ed about why Hong Kong might or might not need to be an independent nation. That's that's where I'm at. That's why I like the private versus the public on that. Is no, that... I, I understand that take, and I I think I would have to agree with that. I think my angle is I would like to see the government clean up some of that red tape and maybe provide like a pool of funds to qualify to expand broadband out to rural areas. Yeah, I don't mind giving. Te oh man, and, this is dangerous. So let me I'm let me go at. ahead and. and... I hate backpedaling, but I'm going to backpedal it. Well, no, just Jin Saki that. Just we're going to circle back around to it. So now you're circling back around to it. No, like a good communications manager. I was going to say, or Biden's, you know, press secretary. But circle right. back on that. We're going to circle back on it. What I would say is that um, for as much as I like the idea of of socializing internet and then or or nationalizing it, excuse me. I think the idea of having a system where you have provided a service by the government because you pay taxes, but also having access to um, private companies that can provide the same service, 
but better. Or if if you think you can beat the feds, then beat the feds. Well, I'm just saying, like, but but then you, I think then you start getting into antitrust laws, right? Because of the if the government, if the if nobody can compete with the government. Because the government can reduce its rates so low, it's negligible. Because we're just it's put taxed, it, man. Like it, it's already included in your taxes. It's already a part of your. But obviously, the government doesn't care about the tax, or we wouldn't be running trillions of dollars worth of debt, right? Because they can. We. That's not, not real. Yeah, it's not real money, right? And that's the way the federal government looks at it. It's not real money. We can tax our way out of this. We it's only real money when we're, when a Democrat's in the office. We can always tax our way out of this, um, and that's that's the issue I have is because especially like Cody said, now that it's real money because of Democrats in office. Uh, nice, that was a good one. Uh, I I have a huge issue with the, and it goes back to um, oh shit. Back me up. What no, was the bill? Pinoche. No, no, uh, net neutrality. Net neutrality. Ah, uh, yes. So uh, now we're getting to like a net neutrality thing where you have to pay for information. You're going to have to pay for information. You have to pay for information. And information should be free. And that's why we live in the information age. We yeah, I'm tired of going around to the bars and slipping someone a five to know where James Malone was last night. Information should be free. But we are in the information age, and I don't know what comes after the information age, but this is where we're at. And, and to say that to say that information should be federalized is, in my mind, extremely dangerous. Because if information is federalized, what the three of us talk about every week could easily be shut down. Without a doubt. I don't want to like shit on you or uh, you know um, because I I made a big okay. I made okay a, no yeah I made a big I leap right. I made a big leap from a federal internet system to our free speech, but at some point when I choose to host the podcast off of my server here at my house, which happens to be off a federal server then I'm sanctioned or I'm proctored. You know, it. I don't like it. That's why I do not believe that the broadband should be a part of this. Well, mm-hmm. in general, I mean, that's just how it is. Broadband, broad, uh, broadband, broadcast. Anything broad in America is uh, government ran. So broadcast TVs under a lot more sanctions than cable and it kind of goes in a lot of the same shit jm just said like there's words you can't say on broadcast so i could definitely see it being broadband internet same if you know the country owns it all right but um i don't know like jm went on that weird tangent what i was trying to say <laughs> which he was not wrong when i hate that about him but i was trying to say like i, I hate like it when see- he's right because he's so cunty about it yeah i would like to see to where there's a pool of money available to corporations who have said in the past, like, it's prohibitively expensive to update their broadband, to expand their broadband. So in the town I live in, in Georgetown, there's really only one high-speed internet option, Suddenlink. There's other internet providers. However, they're like DSL and satellite, microwave, really slow shit. So 
Suddenlink owns broadband, and everyone complains about them because the service is shitty, but they're also the only game in town if you want fast internet. That's how it is in um, in Fulton, Mississippi. I didn't live in Tupelo. I lived in Fulton, and then, um, the company that ran internet and phone was the Itawamba County like phone company or something like that. Yeah, and so then it you was fucking atrocious i believe it you're like oh i'm gonna stream something off the netflix or whatever and it just freezes yeah and so and so in our in our neck of the woods uh you know all these companies like yeah yeah uh we're not like at&t and you know verizon shit like they're like oh yeah yeah we're not moving into uh into your area it'd be, be you know cost prohibited because essentially, Suddenlink owns the broad, like you have to pay to use their lines and all that kind of shit. So all of a sudden, there's no money. So a pool of money available to like Grande and Verizon, shit like that, probably would help with competitions in markets such as Georgetown. And I'm sure there's thousands of similar markets across the country. So I like, so I don't want to see a federal government, but I would like to see at least a place where you can qualify to expand high-speed internet services in underserved areas. And that could be underserved as in a whole ass town or maybe a black neighborhood, what have you. Well, Just you got the, having having the money there to take something that was too expensive and they're like, okay, we can take on this project and that, you know, end up like fulfilling a, a, a net good need. Yeah. So it's kind of dangerous to say this, uh, you know, since um, President Biden's, plan to fund this is a tax hike on several things um but you know maybe tax credits for companies that are willing to go in there and fund this um so when i think tax credits so the the college i went to the uh texas lutheran university in seguin texas did not originate in seguin texas uh it was moved to seguin with the promise by the city that it would not pay property taxes for 20 years. And so what they did was they move an entire educational institute to a city with the promise that it doesn't have to pay these property taxes. And what it does is it, it decently booms the economy because Seguin, Texas is only famous because it's named after Juan Seguin, the only person who ever left the Alamo to go get General Sam Houston and bring him back. Uh, and they have the world's largest... And also a lot of shoplifters I had to deal with at Sunglass Hut. Uh, they also have the world's largest pecan. Uh, oh. But tax credits are kind of a dangerous thing because you're, you're, you're planning to fund this by a tax hike on these major corporations, but these major corporations are also the ones that are going to fund your two trillion dollar bill right yeah so it's this maybe it's a maybe it's a break-even point where you just say that like well we want this and if these people that were planning to tax really don't want to pay those taxes they're going to set up the infrastructure over here anyways like we talked about with starlink uh with the first nations people um it, it's kind of this Man, it, it really is this, uh, how do you call it, uh, a conundrum, if you will, Cor a catch-42. Hypocrisy. Is it catch-42? Catch-, catch. catch 40, 
42, yeah. Yeah, catch <laughs> Well, is there anything... <laughs> Fuck us. Is How anything... can we not remember okay, a classic so novel? We have, you know, we've kind of talked about, like, what is infrastructure? Is there anything cool and sexy in this infrastructure bill? Like, are we going to get, like, brand new-ass monuments or anything? Like, are we going to, like, some, like, First Nations First Rushmore? Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get anything that's as cool as, like, um, the Hoover Dam. Um the New yeah, Deal under really who is who is your who is your bro from the New Deal? FDR. FDR. Um, didn't know this, but uh, FDR was was responsible for the New Deal, but also created. Um, oh, you're gonna love this! The hotel that they shot The Shining at. The Overlook. That's in that's outside of Portland. It is. It no, is no, 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 no. The Overlook. That, the Overlook's in Colorado. In Colorado. Oh, the Overlook, boys. the Overlook hotels oh, in Colorado. But no, I think ah, I do. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Oh, you fucking nerds! Oh, don't, First of all, first of all, first of all, you're talking to the wrong two people I, to be bringing I up. I think fucking I know Stephen what hotel is talking about, though. Yeah, the Overlook Hotel, and that's room two thirty-seven, by the way. And I'm not even looking Suck at Google. It. It's in Portland. It's not Portland. <laughs> no, it's, it's not on Mount Hood. It's in fucking Colorado. Yeah, I, I I've seen this this hotel you're talking about, Aaron. Like it looks amazing. That was created under FER. Yeah. Yes, you're right. The hotel. What am hotel What am I wrong about? Just tell me what I'm shining. wrong about, and then make fun of me. No, no, or... it's just not the Shining. No, hotel. no, no. He's it right. It is the Shining. They, they use the exteriors for Mount Hood Hotel for the Mount Correct Hood Hotel, Correct. The Timberline Lodge. Correct. Oh my god. Correct, but. Stephen... Are we going to mince words? Oh, it's JM. No, Sorry. No, of course we're absolutely mince words. Are. Because Stephen <laughs> King Stephen King decided to write The Shining after he was driving through Colorado at the Stanley. At the Stanley. And he said, oh, no, I don't have anywhere to stay. This place is open. It was the last night of the season, and he stayed there and had the whole hotel to himself. And that's where he decided to write The Shining. Was that and that bell boy, and that bellboy's name was Jesus Christ? <laughs> I, I didn't know this, um, but a, a couple of, of like uh, other huge um, infrastructure projects, and I, I guess it's really more just a facelift um, for the nation. But uh, Riverwalk would be one. Jefferson National expansion for St. Louis. Um, does Daily Plaza make any sense to you guys? Daily yeah, Plaza. You don't care about it. It's Daily Plaza. Yeah. It's oh, Jake, yeah. Jake yeah. Is so, fascinated. Yeah, it must have been. It must be near Bexar. So it's that's a good. It's uh, a good place to commit hey, hey, fun, fascination. Fun fact. Fun fact. The uh, breast teacher of the year was three years old and was at that parade when he got shot. Yeah, she was still developing those honking hooters. So my mom. <laughs> yeah, my mom was. Uh, Oh no, no no I'm sorry she wasn't she was seven so old. Mom was uh, seven years old. JFK was assassinated in sixty. Oh Cody, back me up. Sixty. Sixty three. She was two. She was two. It went from three to seven. Now she's two. Yeah, I thought for some reason I thought whatever. Anyways, uh, she was two years old, but her parents lived in Northwest Dallas, and they went down to the parade, and she was there when. He got shot. What? Yeah, my mom, two years old, and her parents were... Does she remember the grassy knoll? No, she was only two. Uh, well. 
can't call her as a witness, I guess. Oh, fucking Camp David. Camp David is a part of the infrastructure program. You know, my favorite thing about Camp David is that um, after all, the, all, all the pizza I, I think order. it was after, I think it was after um, Kennedy got assassinated, uh, the Secret Service did a very thorough uh, audit about like security practices and uh, the secret service back in the late eighties got in touch with Delta force. And they were like, Hey, dear Delta force, can you assassinate the president? And Delta force, like with the help of (laughs) uh, the air force jumped in and then did a halo jump onto camp David and found the weak points in camp David. Holy shit. Uh, And they showed up and they were like, Hey, by the way, what we were invited by the secret service. Uh, Here's my memo. We put our dick in the bourbon. Don't worry. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, dude. Well, a 19, you gotta think about We gave gave an upper decker. Dude. And think about in the Lincoln bathroom. Think about 19. Delta Wars showed up to Camp David. And they're like, Oh yeah, we were invited. We just, can we take a second to think about 1980s special forces operations group Delta that is showing up there with the best porn stashes ever. They probably, they probably, I hope fucking Shugart was there. Dude, they probably jumped in, in fucking Ranger panties. They're yeah, and like and just sort of like string <laughs> string tank tops, dude. String tank tops. They found the smallest backpacks they could do, and they jumped in with like a baggie of cocaine strapped to their fucking and, vest. And aviators, aviators, <laughs> probably probably like a Colt forty five, and some just like machine M fourteen. And no, the no, no, actual no, no. actor I, from Weekend at Bernie's, no, no. like they, they had a Colt, him and played Bernie. <laughs> they had a they had a Colt forty five on their hip and some just like machined out M four that they've been building in their garage for the past six months, and then they landed, walked over, and just dick hanging out of the bottom of their Ranger panties, like, <laughs> "What's up, y'all?" <laughs> like, hey, we're new around here. Hey. Hey, we're here While to we're, chew, we're here to chew place. gum, Korea, snort cocaine, and fuck bitches, and we're out of gum. <laughs> Nancy Reagan's looking pretty good right now. <laughs> Nancy, ten out of ten wood bang. <laughs> when I was in Korea, I put on some like I, I put on my my Ranger panties, just getting ready to go for a run, and um, you you effectively have a. An RA is your college like, dorm room, like a guy, dorm right? supervisor. Yeah, yeah. So, you your, super, so, so you have so your so the supervisor sergeant. for the dorm room. He stopped me. He goes, "Hey man, you can't wear those." And I was like, "The fuck, I can't." And he's like, "No, you can't walk outside with those." And I was like, "Yes, I can." He's like, "No, go change." That wasn't me. And it wasn't you, but the RA's like assistant. Uh. Assistant to yeah. the regional manager. But, so his, <laughs> assistant, his assistant looked up and he's like, Hey, Sarn, if that guy's a black dude, you see his dick hanging out the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I I was like, Oh, it's funny, but it kind of hurts. Yeah. 
Like, well, I'm, you could I'm, see mine too if you like. If I was angled the right way, I'm, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still scrolling through this uh, list of infrastructure programs, and uh, Red Rock Amphitheater came up. And yeah, they Red Rocket, Red Rock Amphitheater, yeah, Red Rocket. Uh, I didn't know. Cody, uh, I'm, be, I'm being funny, but Red. I didn't know Red Rock was a yeah, Red Rock Amphitheater. Rock and roll. Cody, is this the same one from Crazy Heart? Uh, Red Rocks, yeah, yeah, Red Rock. That's where they do like the final concert, right? Yeah, this like this is super famous venue. Like so many bands have live albums from Red Rocks because it has like naturally. Yeah, my first girlfriend acoustics. could not stop playing fucking Incubus. I to this day, I Incubus is not cool. Wait, what does that have to do with Red Rock? Did they do an album? Because it was at Incubus. It was Incubus live at Red Rocks. Oh yeah, I think that's like a great. That's like a live album, sure. Sure. Live at, yep. Live at Red Rock. Red Rocks. Oh, 2004 fuck film. me, dude. The oh, River. The Red River Hot Chili Walk. Peppers probably have one too. By the way, Cody, the Riverwalk in San Antonio. Yeah, Riverwalk is one of them. I thought I said that. You did. Oh, he did. I was Shit. listening. Okay. Okay, guys. Um, I want to go ahead and get control of this whole abortion of a situation we're in. Um, no. We're sitting here and we're talking about roads. Um, oh, Disturbed has an album at Red Rocks. Yeah, of course so they do. Good. It's awesome. Uh, so Sorry, Red Rock, no Red Rock oh, has a oh what I, I I yeah no Red Rock has oh, a, no there's a huge uh, rock uh, concert that goes on every year at Red Rocks. Aren't they all rock concerts? I get to meet a, a sound uh, engineer. She's a bartender up in Ballard. Um, bartender was a gig hand at um, Red Rocks. And um, I just thought it was cool. So he's like, hey, drive-by truckers. He's like, oh, yeah, seen them. What? <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, it's not cool to see the drive-by truckers or Charles Gambino or Kanye. Fuck off. I, do, I watched so Charles the- Gambino all the way through Community. Donald Glover's the best. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Right, so has this thing been formally announced? And if so, what are the next steps? Uh, I don't know. We wait, for, we wait for infrastructure week two to firm up the details. Deets. And so, like, he rolls out his infrastructure week plans. And then so then is now up to, like, uh, Congress to introduce it into a bill. Well, it's got to get passed, right? Yeah. Like, so like, the next step is he now hands this thing over to... Uh, what do you call it? Congress, like, all right, guys, billify this, and then they vote on it, and it goes to the Senate, or no, does it go to the Senate first? Uh, I think Fuck. it goes to the House, doesn't it? House first. I think it goes to the, the House Senate. and up to the Senate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I'm assuming the next step is like, all right, someone make this into a bill and try to get it passed. Yeah, I, I don't know how it works. I I think that um, Joe put the bill out and i think that uh it's going to go into discussion and it's going to be in discussion for a lot of for a long while until until eventually it's no longer a two trillion dollar deal it's a three trillion dollar deal but all the money goes to uh killing like making it easier for the japanese to kill whales it's usually obvious the reason i wanted to pick this this particular um subject out is what we're effectively talking about is how the United States is connected 
or how the United States. Um, well, I got some numbers whenever you're done with your thought. Hey, man, why is this important? Okay. Why is it important to have a strong infrastructure? Why is it important to fund this bill? Why do we care at all? That's where I wanted to get. And that's my famous question. I know that both of you guys are going to make fun of me no, for no, it. No, I'm not. JM, I'm not. your turn. I'm not. Because let's talk about, let's break down $2 trillion. I think this is a good way to end the segment. Let's break down the $2 trillion. Okay. So, part one, $621 billion is 621 billion is going to say billions i did fuck you i've been drinking is going to transportation infrastructure 621 billion is going to break break down like this you're going to have 174 billion for electric vehicles you're going to have 80 billion for amtrak you have 115 billion for modernizing bridges highways roads and main streets you're going to have 85 billion for modernizing public transit you're going to have $50 billion, uh, infrastructure resiliency. You have $25 billion for upgrading airports, $20 billion for improving road safety, $20 billion connecting neighborhoods historically cut off by investments. You have $17 billion for inland waterways. You have $20 billion for improving road safety, and you have $25 billion for miscellaneous projects. Missile projects. All right. Part two of this is $650 billion for quality of life at home. Quality of life at home includes $213 billion for retrofitting more than 2 million homes and commercial properties, $100 billion for expanding high-speed high broadband, which we already touched on, $100 billion for upgrading and building public schools. Seems a little low for me. Yeah. Uh, 111 billion for water infrastructure, 100 billion for improving the electric grid, 40 billion for public housing, 27 for clean energy, 25 for upgrading child care facilities in high needs area. That seems a little low for me. Hey, Aaron, fuck us. Uh, 18 billion for VA hospitals. 18 out of two trillion. Well, you're not a veteran yet. You're just in the army. Oh, of course. Uh, 16 for plug orphan oil and gas wells and clean up abandoned mines. 12 for community college infrastructure. That seems it's super Abandoned low. mines. How are you going to, how are you going to film more Scooby-Doo episodes? That's right. The 12 billion for community college infrastructure seems a little low. I don't know, Cody. Ruh, 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 You have, uh, <laughs> you have Raggy. another... You have another 10 for new workers in public lands and waters. You have another 10 for federal building modern, uh, modernization and five for remediation of industrial and energy sites. Okay, so who actually gets the money then? Wait, hold on a second. That's only part two. There's four parts. Oh. Part three is $400 billion for caregivers for elderly and disabled. Nope. Don't like that shit at so all. A, Fuck them. So a fifth of the bill... Grandma, fuck them. Fuck them. An entire fifth of the bill is going to caregivers for elderly and disabled. That we love our grandmas and grandpas. One-fifth the entire bill going to caregivers seems insane. Uh, it seems appropriate. There's more money for caregivers than high-speed internet? We are just, yeah. All right, whatever. Can't we plug those old people into the Matrix and just suck the juice, the life juice out of them? There it is. That's what I was expecting. 
And then about three hundred billion. This is the final fourth part. We get domestic manufacturing. Uh, we're at fifty-two. We get new office to monitor. Dom- we have a. We're creating a new office here. We're creating. This is. We're creating a new federal office to monitor domestic industrial capacity. What about domestic violence capacity? How, what are we doing to? No, we're um, we're really good at that. We don't to have increase to. that. Yeah, we're really good at that. The gross domestic violence production aspect. Uh, Fifty billion going to new si- National Science Foundation, which is really good. Cody. For- yeah. <laughs> Forty-eight going to the American workforce. Forty-six going to supporting clean energy. So, what did we talk about? Was one of the keystones of this with energy? Uh, with Keystone, is you want the can, the blue dot at the bottom because it's the best tasting. Okay, whatever. So only <laughs> only forty six billion of this is going supporting clean energy. Uh, forty billion is going to dislocated workers program, which is going to fall under your COVID stuff. Forty billion out of two trillions. Quick math says point zero five percent or point five percent, something like that. Point five. Uh, forty. Yeah. I would rather see this not be a pork bill. I mean, if there's if there's money that's needed for all the caregivers, that's fine. But let's make that its own deal. But like, let's have a true clean infrastructure bill without. Yeah, forty you know, going to upgrading restructure. Uh, now this is nice. Forty is going to upgrading research and infrastructure laboratories. So it's like, how do we improve this? Thirty-five going. How do to we take make up- another Wuhan? Uh, technology addressing the climate crisis gets 35, 31 to programs for R&D for small businesses, 30 for preventing future pandemics. Awesome. Uh, 28 for others. What about go-kart tracks? Uh, nothing in here for go-kart tracks. Uh, oh, no, here it is. Uh, 20 is going for regional innovation. Okay, go-kart tracks. And then uh, 10 is going for research and development at HBCUs. Not, uh, that's good. That's how it breaks down. That's $2 trillion spent. With I mean, $2 trillion. I the, love it. Yeah, so $2 trillion and your bulk bill is going to... I'm not upset about this. The bulk of the bill, if you look at how everything is individually being spent... So caregivers for the elderly and disabled, we've already established as 400. The bulk of the bill for infrastructure is going to be spent on retrofitting more than 2 million homes and commercial properties at $213 billion. I don't think I'm upset about that. Uh, number two is electric vehicles, including network of 500,000 EV stations for them to charge at. I'm down. I mean that. I mean that sounds infrastructurey. I mean the pushes for electric vehicles, I guess. Yeah, but uh, I mean the power comes from somewhere, right? Where, where what's the what's the? Um... Well, that's what. Well, once those elderly people die because the caregivers were actually sleeper cell agents, then we'll just plug them into them. Yeah, but <laughs> but you got the Tim O'Brien and Daryl Scott song "Keep Your Dirty Lights On," which talks about yeah, do all your shopping from the internet, plug up your electric cars. It's still coming from coal power somewhere. Coal power. Yeah. I'm not upset about it. Um, and, and I'm not upset about the 
400 billion going for elderly care. I, th- I think that's important. And, and for caregivers, I think, I think that's important. I think important. you're pandering. Look, for, man, there's, there's only one thing that, that, that I really care about is that Joe follows through with what he wanted or what his vision is. Um, Donald Trump got a lot of like traction because his whole um, shtick was getting jobs to taxpayers, growing the economy, and then fi- fixing our infrastructure. And I don't know if he really did fix our infrastructure. I mean, like, uh, the, but he, man, he grew the, the articles that I posted. Um, they were scathing towards Obama and Obama, you know, was supposed to be our kind of shining light as a president for our generation. And he was just, you know what? I'm, I'm not pulling any punches. He was okay. Yeah, but I mean, he was okay in the sense that he was, his predecessors were, was George W., because Bill Clinton ran a national surplus under the, his administration. That was the last time we had a surplus was under the Clinton administration. Oh, in budget? Yeah, we had a budget yep. surplus under Clinton administration. We made spend? we made money from 96 to 2004. And then we borrowed against Social Security between 2000 and 2008. So what can we do differently? Infrastructure matters because it makes our country run. I mean, like, these are the bones and veins of our nation. Well, we need a big, there needs to be a big, grand, actual meaningful package. And maybe this is it. I'm not, this is not me saying it's not grand or meaningful, but someone has to have the undying determination to get this across the finish line. Like you can introduce this shit all you want, but but we've you, you left, need someone to actually get it across the finish line. We've I don't left, know if Joe Biden can do it. Well, no, it's not that Joe Biden can't do it. it we've left the meaningful politics of the mid '90s when everybody bitched and moaned about Republicans and Democrats. But at least you saw bipartisan efforts in the mid '90s. Uh, you started to lose that after the W administration, um, really after like the invasion of Iraq. You start to really see those like hard lines being drawn, but think about yeah. like think about the Clinton administration before there was a lot of bipartisan efforts then, and it was still yeah they really agreed on agreed upon locking up black people. <laughs> they found a lot of common ground there, <laughs> but there was still a lot of bipartisan efforts. That's how a Democrat. That's how a that's how a Democrat president, you know, that's how Clinton is able to run a budget surplus is because we're able to agree on a lot of things. And I think we are past the point of no return here um, yeah. that there's not going to be bipartisan efforts anymore. As much as people want to say, oh, well, he did this and he did that. Well, that's, we live in a world of whataboutism now. Yeah. yeah. And it's well. It, everything is it, you're going to see it on the left and the right because the right is never going to complain about anything never going to complain about a national debt until the left is in power and the left is never going to complain about a national debt until the right is in power and so it's always going to be my president did this your president is not doing this and so the, right now because we have a democrat president the republicans are going to say we can't afford that it's socialism how dare you tax everybody? National debt, how can we afford to pay for this? Well, we run a deficit because we're no longer taxing people. Something that we keep coming across is that there seems to be a uh, status quo 
with our with our lawmakers. So are we just maintaining the status quo and rolling along like business as usual? Is that what you think about our, our transportation bill that, that Joe's talking about? Or do you think that maybe we have a second Eisenhower on our hand, except that Joe Biden isn't a war hero, or maybe he is. Maybe vaccinations. he is. Vaccinations. The war on COVID. Right. Um, but again, is this a status quo situation here with his infrastructure? No, I think initiative. I think a lot of it's really good. Uh, I think a lot of it's what this country needs. I just want to see it get done. I don't want just to see it be floated out there and just is immediately deflated and gone. Like I'd like to see it actually get through yeah. and those changes occur. Um, I'm trying to think like, you know, cause Obama had his American recovery act and that was just sort of like a big ass piggy bank for people to do like make work projects. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Um, yeah. So infrastructure week. Pretty good for Joe Biden. At least he had a plan. Unlike Trump, who kept having infrastructure week, Joe Biden actually got to give his plan, and that's a big improvement. So let's, you know, let's let's end it on that good note. He had a plan, and he got to tell it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. The so we'll see how it passes. Um, you have a Democrat-controlled House. You have uh, the Vice President, which breaks the majority vote in the Senate. Um, I don't see any reason that this thing doesn't pass unless you have somebody from the left in the Senate uh, vote against it. Uh, Let's see what happens in midterms, uh, whether this gets repealed or not, if the Republicans can take control of the House and or the Senate in midterm elections, um, and whether or not um, new stuff gets passed to try to denigrate these efforts I, I think I think this should absolutely be a bipartisan effort uh, infrastructure is infrastructure is infrastructure right so the Republicans should run on the the Republicans should frame this bill as we are bringing jobs to America even though we are taxing the upper 1% uh, they should run on the fact that the infrastructure bill has passed. We're going to be improving these roads. And so because that is happening, uh, I can endorse these companies, which are going to be higher X amount of percent, because now we are bringing in a million dollars into my city, my district, whatever, for infrastructure rebuilding, whether it's roads, whether it's dams, whether it's national park services, wherever the case may be. Uh, the Democrats get to run on, we are we are bringing corporate taxes up and we are we are trying to keep jobs we're trying to oh, we're trying to ta- we're trying to prove that our tax efforts benefit Americans to work towards that idea of socializing a lot of efforts which has been um a somewhat radical platform on the left when you think of um Ilian Omar and AOC and the more uh, further left platforms, Bernie Sanders. Uh, so they get to use this as a win-win for them that we have got a high tax rate for the 
corporations. We've got a high tax rate for the top 1%. Um, this should be a bipartisan effort. I didn't see any earmarks in there for NRA or Planned Parenthood, so I'm not seeing anything that either side should fundamentally disagree with. Uh, both both parties have a platform to run on for midterms, the way I see this infrastructure bill. We'll take it. Yeah. So, anybody get lost in Australia lately? <laughs> We're just going to jump right in. I, was oh, give- I mean, I've, I've been lost in Australia before, but uh, take it away, Cody. I was going to give Aaron a chance to close out his segment before we jumped into the good news. Look, I, I think um, there, there's not much for me to talk about um, as far as I'm concerned. The reason this is important is because, like, um, in, in my geographic area, traffic is terrible. Internet service is great. Uh, I, I'm rarely without phone service. What does infrastructure actually mean, and why do I care? Um, a part of Joe's bill is is uh, renovating education facilities, and that's something I care deeply about. So, fun. There it is. Hell yeah, infrastructure. All right, so let's get into the good news for the week. So the good news for the week is a four-year-old girl, Molly, who is one of the First Nations people of Australia, who had been missing for a night, was found sitting alone with her puppy dog. (gasps) What? Yeah. So effectively, this little girl went missing overnight. They found her eight kilometers away. Um, She is autistic. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say the tribe because from the article I read, I can't remember seeing it. So I don't know that she's Aboriginal, uh, but she is. Tijikala. She Tijikala? Is that what she is? Tijikala. Okay. But they're out of the Northern Territory outstation. Um, Mm. basically on Good Friday, four-year-old girl goes missing. The police launched a helicopter, drones, police dogs to find this girl, and they can't find her anywhere. One of the members of the community finds her after he had a clue. I'm sorry, after she had a clue in a dream. Hell yeah. Nostradamus, motherfuckers. Nice. I like it. Um, so she... The community comes together. They find her approximately eight kilometers away. A kilometer is 0.62 miles. So quick math says, what is that? Just like five miles. Um, and yeah, she's sitting in the desert with her puppy dog, eight kilometers away. And I mean, you're talking, it's it's hot right now, right? So uh, Australia, 30 degrees um, Celsius. Celsius. Well, it says 100 degrees, right? 100 so Fahrenheit? 9 fifths Celsius plus 32. So 6 times 9 is 54 plus 32 gets you 86, right? Is my math off there? Yeah. No, you we're tell good. me. No, we're 86. Uh, but you got to remember that Australia is opposite of us, so they are winding down their summer right now. It's going into winter. Yeah. Um, this is great news. So we, the Australian community launches an entire police police force 
Helicopters, drones, dogs, a member of the community finds her. The best part is the dog is sitting there with her, not giving up on her. Like, you are my person. I'm going to make sure you're okay. I love it. Um, I'm excited for Molly. I'm glad she had her dog out there. I'm glad that the premonitions of a dream came true. I mean, this is great. It's like a... No, I'm sorry. It was a, it, it was a man from the community who had the dream. I'm sorry. Yeah, because oh. all, all best ideas come from men. Like the wheel, <laughs> fire, <laughs> finding kids, <laughs> search and rescue departments. Oh, my God. The internet. And it happens on and it happens on Good Friday. It's <laughs> Al Gore, not Alma Gore. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, my god. Yeah, the search uh, part the search party gets up to about uh six, they said between fifty and seventy people. I uh, think it's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Go find that kid. Hey, the Northern Territory is a big ass fucking area. Like I'm sure it's the size of Texas. My friends uh they're they're uh they're infantry guys and they're in the Australian army and they're like Mike, listen. You want to know the worst place in the world is? And you're like, uh, what's that? And that's, you're like, Alice Springs, Darwin. That's a really like, good Australian accent. Can we pause for a minute? Can we pause for a uh, minute to appreciate how good that accent is? Yeah, you sound like Eric Bannon, funny people, and it's great. <laughs> oh, oh, but as soon as they start talking to him like that, they're like, Mike, listen, shut the fuck up, kind. <laughs> he sounds like Jim Jeffries. You, you've got a good Jim. Yeah, Jeff- yeah. Yeah. Since I was a kid, I've always wanted to be Australian. More than I wanted to be American, and it was Steve Irwin got me uh, introduced to it all. Did I ever tell you all about the time that uh, me and my buddy Jordan got drunk, left San Antonio, wound up on the beach in Texas, and then we spent the entire next night getting hammered and speaking in Irish accents? Sounds good. <laughs> That's a killer fucking. There's a good lad. Likes to get a terror with his friends. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, good. exactly. That's the way he did. You good. just, you just, you, you try to do your best, Brad Pitt in um, Cockney snatch accent. Cockney that you could ever do. Cockney. It's Cockney. He has like dags, huh? Dags. 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 Yeah. Oh, dogs. Yeah, we like dogs. Yeah, that's Dude. what I said. Dags. Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> Me. It's like the last Jason Statham movie I ever want to watch. Wait, he's good in all of them. What are you talking about? The Transporter, bro. Good. Crank. Awesome. Oh well, first of all, Crank. <laughs> Crank was actually a really good movie. I really enjoyed Crank. Uh, bank job. Good. Uh, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> I want to see Jason Statham in more comedy films. How's that? Oh, he's funny. Yeah, he can yeah. do anything. I want to see him. So, do you remember? Was it The Rock who is in? the nanny or the babysitter or whatever were like he was the is this the one I'm thinking of where he was like I love Dwayne you're, Johnson you're nobody can convince me otherwise you're thinking of Vin Diesel Vin Diesel and the pacifier the pacifier he's yeah a, where he gets the like, Navy SEAL. yeah where he was the Navy SEAL and they get like taken over by CIA agents or whatever oh no red baby ooh <laughs> that's what it was yep all right Cody. I know all the I know all the bad ones uh uh who was that again Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Uh, my favorite episode of Parks and Rec, Aziz Ansari refers to Vin Diesel. He goes, "That's Chronicles of Riddick." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, that's ridiculous. He's well, that's like, a- no, that's Chronicles of Riddick. What is that trilogy? 
So you have uh, there's pitch perfect. No pitch black. dark. Pitch black. Pitch black. Yeah. Chronicles Riddick, and then what's the third one? I don't think they made a third one. Is it just those two? Or, no, they did make a third one. I think it's just called Riddick. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. What it, it is. is. Yeah. And guess what it is? Great. Riddick. <laughs> oh, U.S. <laughs> Oh, man, there's going to be so many eye rolls. Uh, all right, Cody, take us out. Get us through the night. Okay, so we're going to start off. We, we have a new book coming this month, Michael Shara's The Killer Angels. So this is about the Civil War. It's about Gettysburg. Um, it's about Gettysburg. I don't, I don't think that there's vampires in this one. I think it's straight historical fiction. Wait, Cody, you so, said your copy came in. Aaron, has your copy come in? No, I'm waiting for that and my... Uh, Haynes manual for the, <laughs> for the okay i'm currently reading a book about how the donner party might have supernatural horror horror aspects to it so I'll let you guys know that goes i have but, three um, books stacked up at the moment and i'm being a terrible human being because i haven't read yeah i'm still trying to finish i'm like 50 pages short of last month's book and i just i'm struggling through it me too Toss it's it. it's the worst press field book i've ever read I did see a thing. I, I did see a thing on the. Um, I think it was the R slash books sub. That was like it's okay <laughs> to stop reading a book, and in my yeah. mind, it's never been okay to stop reading a book. Um, but I saw like a lot of positive. After comments a while, it gets to like, a point. Where like, is there going to be a payoff for any of this? I saw a thing that said it's okay to stop reading book, and Aaron is, um, because it's book club. I'm going to finish it. Because it's book club, I'm going to finish it. But I, I want to let you know this is one of those books that I would have given up on. JM, when we're done here, I'm going to send you a book by Stephen Pressfield that I want you to read, and I hope that you do. If I buy it for you, will you read it? No, I'll buy it. Hey, if I buy you a microphone, will you use it in next week's episode? No, he has a perfectly good computer. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Of course not. All right, you can find us on some socials, on the medias. Uh, we are... Drunk Week in Review on Instagram, Twitter, not Facebook. We're still pre-loggers there. Uh, Twitter, we uh, are DWIR Podcast. I've been getting super heated with Ted Cruz all week long, so find us. Good it's place to fun. talk about your DWIs as well. If you want to discuss those with us, we are, we're always willing to listen. Uh, email us at thoseplaces at gmail.com, uh, Drunk Week in Review, and uh, pre-loggers. And to close it out, I just want to say, wait, wait, don't forget, don't you're forget twisted, our... your girl's a hoe, you're broke, the kid ain't yours, everybody know, your old man says you're stupid, you'd be like, so, so I love my baby mother, don't. I never let her go, go. <laughs> I'm tired of weak ass inwards whining over puss, they don't, they don't belong to them, fuck is wrong with them, they fuck shit up for real inwards like my man's and them. Uh, can we give, Tear. Can we give a quick shout out to uh, my buddy Aaron over on Twitch? The dot fallen dot deity on Instagram and the underscore fallen dot or underscore deity on Twitch every Tuesday and Friday, 730 Eastern. Yeah. Get that motherfucker on some Call of Duty, man. Good night. We love you. You can't out Aaron the Chavez. (laughs) Shut the fuck up.